Welcome to everyone that has tuned into this online service. My name is Valma Henderson, and I'm the associate pastor at the Full Gospel Church. And uh, it's just good to be with you today and to share God's Word. And may this be a time when you are blessed, blessed, because God's heart is to bless His people. And uh, I'd just like to start today with a story of a young woman who was riding on a commuter train in a large city. And in a moment of distraction, she missed her train stop when she realized that the speeding train was carrying her quickly away from where she had intended to make her stop. She realized that she was unfamiliar with the area and wondered frantically how she could get back to where she wanted to be. Thankfully, at the next stop, a passenger had also disembarked and he and his waiting family were uh, able to, or they offered to drive her back to her proper train stop. By the time they had returned to the proper train stop, she had changed from being a frightened, lonely, and confused woman to being a confident, outgoing, and thankful person. And her experience reminds me of a story that Jesus told in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 24, one of which you are probably familiar with, and it's about the prodigal son. I would just like to read this. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 14. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, and I want you to notice that phrase, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and despair, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it. Let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. 
he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now this uh, story goes on to talk about an elder son as well. But the part of the scripture that I want to share with you today is this one that I just read. And uh, I would call my message, Confession, the Road Home. The younger son had taken his inheritance and gone out into the world to live it up, proceeded to waste his fortune with riotous living. And when the time came, his pockets were empty, his stomach was empty, his friends were gone, and he ended up feeding pigs, lonely, completely at the end of himself and his resources, the Bible tells us. And it says, he came to himself. The light bulb suddenly went on and he realized that he was far from home, that he would return to his father's house to confess how he had sinned and ask to be only a servant. Just like that young woman, he had been riding the fast train that carried him away from where he wanted to be and left him at the mercy of the unfamiliar. When we sin, the Bible tells us that literally we miss the mark of God's best for our life. And we experience an array of disturbing emotions. How could I have done that? How could I, and putting it simply, how could I have been so stupid? Where am I now in my life? What's happening to me? At that point, many of us would like to go back to where we missed the mark, but it's too late. The train of events and the circumstances, the consequences is rushing on unmercifully carrying us to places we never wanted to go. And that is exactly where the power and freedom of confession can transform our life. When we agree with God that we have sinned and we seek his forgiveness, we begin to experience the grace and the mercy of God. The young man in our story had come to himself and made a life-changing decision to return home to his father, confessing his waywardness and asking for his father's forgiveness. We have a very comforting scripture found in 1 John 1 and 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we're in that position of being afraid and in despair, we catch sight of the one willing to take us back to the place that we wanted to be all along. And today, I just want to ask a question. What hinders us from confession of our sin? And we may say, confession or repentance. What hinders us? We may feel that we have let God down. We've let our families down. Those that we love, we've let them down 
we're ashamed. And that's exactly what the prodigal felt. He felt shame and guilt. He said, I'm not even worthy to be called a son. Maybe whatever has happened to take you far down that road has happened over and over again. And we wonder, how can we admit our sin and ask forgiveness? How long-suffering is God's mercy? And we may feel that we've come time and time again. And uh, still God is merciful and loving. We may also fear God's rejection. Instead of sin driving us into God's arms for deliverance, we take the step like Adam and Eve did, where they wanted to hide from God. If sin is, was easily defeated, Christ would not have needed to come. However, we will break sin's ongoing power and influence in our life when we turn from denial and despair to practice immediate and intentional confession. It's important to realize that God will not love us less. We may temp be tempted to think, how can God love me? But when the son returned to his father, he was still a long way off. But the father had been watching for him. The father saw him. And it says he ran to him. He ran to this son that had uh, been such a renegade. And uh, it says he had compassion on him. Fell on his neck and kissed him. You know, that sounds to me like God. How God has compassion on us. He sees us when we are in the awfulest situations and the places and he sees the cry of our heart. And as soon as we take that step towards God, he is there to welcome us. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I'm reminded of Peter, who in Matthew, the 26th chapter, found himself missing the mark by denying that he ever knew Jesus. He never intended to get on the train of denying Jesus, but it happened. When we read that, we realize that following on, Peter uh, realized the enormity of what he had done he went out and wept bitterly. I wonder how many bitter tears have been shed by individuals who found themselves trapped, forsaken, lonely, hopeless, in circumstances they never intended to become involved in. But I want to encourage you today that there is a way home there is a way back to the Father's heart of love. It starts with us who, like the prodigal, came to himself and said, I will return to my Father's house. There are three points 
I would like for us to consider. God wants us to be free from guilt and self-condemnation. And unconfessed sin devours the soul. It eats us from within. I'd like to read a scripture. It's Psalms 32, 1-5. to And I've taken this from the Living Bible because I really felt that it expressed so clearly what David was saying as the psalmist uh, about sin and his feeling about sin. He says, What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven. What joys when sin sins are covered over. What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record. There was a time when I wouldn't admit what a sinner I was. But my dishonesty made me miserable and filled my days with frustration. All day and all night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water on a sunny day until I finally admitted all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide them. I said to myself, I will confess them to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. And we know from the story of David how he had fallen into a situation that he never intended to be uh, caught in, but it happened. And just like the lady on the train, he was going in a direction that he never intended to go. But even when it happened, he continued on, and it wasn't until he was confronted by the prophet Nathan that he realized that he needed to go back to where he had fallen short of the mark. And yes, he, he called on the Lord. He repented. He confessed his sin. And here he is saying, you know, uh, what all does it say here? My dishonesty made me miserable, filled my days with frustration. You see, there's something in our hearts that is God's voice that speaks to us and is always drawing us back to him. And we, we are not able to deal with that unconfessed sin in a way that helps us to move forward. It's always there, eating us up. He says, my strength evaporated like water on a sunny day until I finally admitted all my sins to you and stop trying to hide them. I'm sure that David had hoped that everything would go away, but it didn't because God was very present during this time of him being on this, this train of, of lust that took him where he really, really didn't want to go. But his confession of sin was able to bring him back to a right relationship with God. And uh, although there were consequences to his actions, he could still renew a right relationship with the Lord. So unconfessed sin, it leads to physical misery. 
you're downright miserable. An emotional stress and a spiritual dryness. When we hide from the Lord, we feel cut off from his presence and his power. But when we confess our sin, we not only break that hold that sin has on us, but we enter into the joy of God's protection and favor. Our confession must come before forgiveness. When we cling to our sin, refusing to admit our need, God's grace is like a healing ointment that is still in the tube. And you know, as long as it stays in the tube, it's not going to do us the, the good that he has intended it should do. Confession, may I say, does not earn forgiveness, but it applies the forgiveness that is already ours in Christ. Sin grieves God. I don't want to grieve his heart. It separates us from an intimate communion. It's like taking the phone off the hook where we cannot make or receive calls. And confession reconnects us. It puts the phone back on the hook and we're able to really connect with the Lord. So that's my first point. God wants us free from guilt and self-condemnation. My second point is confession gives us hope. What does it feel like? to go back home, to get back on the right road. I'm reminded of the scripture in Daniel chapter 9, where Daniel understood that Jeremiah the prophet had prophesied that the Jews would be in captivity for 70 years. And he realized that that time was just about over. And although Daniel is portrayed as a righteous man, it says that he openly confessed that he too had sinned and needed forgiveness. And in verse 20, it says he was confessing his sin and the sins of the people of Israel. Daniel knew that if they were ever going to see their home again, that there needed to be some confession of sin. The way home was through confession of sin. If he and the people were ever to leave Babylon, they would have to own up to their sins and seek God's forgiveness. When we agree with God concerning our wrongdoing, the channels of our heart are suddenly cleared. The rivers of our heart begin to flow again. Our spiritual and emotional vitality is reawakened. The joy and energy of our faith cascades through our heart. God is free to share with us new insights and understanding as to what he is doing in our lives. Daniel was given a vision of Israel's future so sweeping and powerful that he was overcome. And our confession may not bring insight in the same scale 
but it does tend to remove the fog and the confusion about our future. As long as we continue in that sin, it's almost like we, we are just beating the air. We're not really going anywhere in our spiritual relationship. The direction of our life is much more certain when we confess our sin. And the will of God takes on a distinct focus. In fact, Proverbs 28.13 tells us, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth will find mercy and forgiveness. And my third point is confession brings an affirmation of God's unconditional love for us. When we sin, we often experience a sense of sadness, even shame, knowing that our wrongful actions have interrupted our fellowship with God. Confession assures us of the esteem and the honor God wishes to bestow on our lives. Sin and guilt erode the sense of our value to God. We are not able to really comprehend how much God values us. And we hesitate to answer his call to minister to others to the needs of the world. We feel that we're not worthy. We've somehow lost out. When Daniel confessed his sin and his people's sin, the angel told him, you are highly esteemed. You are greatly beloved. And I think of that father again that welcomed his son back home. There was no hesitation on the father's part but to open his arms and to welcome his son, his son who he loved dearly. In Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We often miss the mark. But the good news is that there's a way back to the station. The prodigal found his way home. The father had been waiting and watching for him to return, and there was a great celebration. Maybe today, if you feel that you have lost your way, do you know, I want to tell you today that the door to God's mercy and grace is open. It's just like he's stopping the bus in front of you and he is saying, the door is open. Why not get in and go home? Could we just pray at this time? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you have a heart of everlasting love and mercy for your children. And we think of these different illustrations that have been used today where we 
sometimes lose our way. We fall short of the mark. That's what sin is. It's falling short of the mark. And Father, you are waiting with open arms to those that will come to themselves and make that decision to go home, to come home to the Father's heart of love because you are there to welcome them, to confess our sins to you. Lord, forgive us. So many times we fall short. And uh, I just pray for each one that is watching this service today that you will speak into their hearts. If they are away from you, if they have lost their way, for them to know that there is a way back home that you are waiting for them. And they just need to call upon you and decide in their heart, come to themselves and say, I will return to my father's house. I pray that uh, each one will be encouraged in their, in their faith and touched in their lives to know how much God cares for them. Bless them today. And now, Lord, uh, I just want to pray with them the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessings to you. Amen.